right, welcome back to the bottom line. Today, we're going to talk about private equity. What do you as a specialty practice need to know about private equity? What are the pros and cons? All that good stuff. So joining us to talk about this is Danny Catola. He is with Flagship Specialty Partners. Danny, do you mind introducing yourself real quick? No, I'm Danny Catola. I've been um, backgrounds in accounting, but I've been working in oral surgery since 1999 and kind of got into it as a fluke and um, started with a small practice. We built it from 23 employees up to about 230 employees. And um, during summer of 2020, after we've been approached by a lot of private equity partners, we, we decided to look into it and we formed a, a, a platform uh, end of 2021. And uh, since then, I've moved into business development and have been doing that ever since. Awesome. Well, very, very glad to have you here today. Um, Charlie, do you want to say anything or let me just jump into it? EBITDA, a myth? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love finance terms. Now you go ahead, Ken. I'll get us off track. Cool. Yeah, let's start very uh, basic and then we'll dive in. So let's let's assume you're a specialty practice owner or provider. You're not from the business world. What do they need to know about private equity just first and foremost? What's what's kind of the summarization of why they should even well, consider well, this? Well, when I go talk to people, I tell I tell people, regardless of how you feel about it, you have to be educated on it. Mm. Because if something is, is going to fundamentally change your profession, you don't need to put your head in the sand. You need to go out and you need to learn about it. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but you should learn learn about it. I've had some surgeons tell me, oh, you know what? I'll be ready to sit with you in five years. And I tell them, I said, that's like getting a financial planner when you're 60. It doesn't make sense. You need to get one now, learn about it, learn the pros and cons, look at your options, and then you move forward in the way that's best for you. But everyone should learn about it. Even if you're not in medicine, yeah. you should learn private equity because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, you know, we're, we're in a number of specialties, oral surgery, obviously, dental, aesthetics, orthopedics, derm, list, you know, several more on the list. Literally every single one uh, is having a lot of private equity action. So I agree. I agree with that. Got to be educated because it's already here. It's crazy. When my wife and I sold our house last year, moved into a rental and we never met anybody. All we did was we, we went online we called in our first maintenance request. I asked them, I said, how many homes do you have? They said that they have like 50 or 60,000 homes. And what they're doing is they're buying homes and then once they once they 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 have a good density in the market, I think they probably overpay for a couple, so it raises their balance sheet. And then driving down the street, I look and, and if you notice where there's some new developments being built, sometimes they'll say homes for rent, not for sale, for rent. That's private equity money coming into the into the industry. Bingo! It's an it's an ice cream. It's an everything. Is it uh, is that private equity? Uh... Is it increasing? Is it on the rise? Or is this just kind of always been part of business? Um, it, it's always been part, but it's definitely on the rise. If you want a good audio book to listen to, there's an audio book called The Private Equity Playbook. It's a, it's a pretty easy listen. You may want to listen to it a couple of times, but it walks you through the process and how and why it works. Mm -hmm. and when, I, when I first heard about you know, back in the 2000s when dentistry was first getting into this, 
Um, you know, what they do is they take EBITDA or earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, amortization, and they're, they're, they're essentially buying your, your net income. Then they consolidate it and they can sell it for a, a higher multiple. And at, at the end, I thought someone's going to get caught holding the bag, but that's not true. They will they will learn to, to partner with other, other specialties, other industries, and they will continue to grow it. So there's there, there's pros and cons in it, um, and that's why you should look into it and just weigh it, um, and, and compare it to your situation. See if it's something that works for you. That's cool. Yes. I'm, I'm, I think I might listen to that book myself. It's easy. You can you can put it on two. If you're young, you got good ears. You can put it on two or three times speed, and you can you can roll with it. But I, I, do, I listen to I listen to music too loud, Danny. So I can still hear for now. So I'm going to have to do it quickly. Okay. Uh, so if there's pros and cons to it, it sounds like we're sort of hinting at that it might not be for everybody. Is that is that accurate? Is this something that people need yeah. to be? Uh, are they are they not competitive if they're not well, talking to private equity? Oh no, I think they're competitive. It's it's like getting married. You know, is that right for everybody? Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, maybe 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 not. Depends on their age. Depends on where they're at. Depends on what they want out of life. Um, and then if you do decide to get married, which is, you know, getting a private equity partner is no different than, than, than a marriage or, or another partnership. So a lot of people only look at the money. And I tell people there's two, two parts of that. One is the money side. And if that's the most important part to you, then look at the money. And a lot of times it'll take financials and a lot of due diligence to, to get into it. But look at it. And then if you decide it's something you want to do. Then you go look at the quality of life part of it. But if quality of life is the most important. I tell people, look, I don't even need your financials. Let's go down the quality of life road and see if it's something that you would like. You know, if you have less management, you're debt free. You can you can take vacation tomorrow and everything will be taken care of for you. So it really frees up and gives you less stress. But, you know, a, a young surgeon or someone coming out of school at 35 they're ready to conquer the world. You know, it may not be right for them at that point. And then like with any investment, it's, it's essentially an investment. You know, is there risk to it? There is risk to it. That's why you want to choose the right partner. So um, good example, I, I use Line as an example. They're, they're a great company. They're up and coming. They could say, you know what? We're going to stay by ourselves because we can control internally what we do and we're just going to continue to build customers. Or they can say at some point, we want to get another partner that can bring resources and different value and different services that we don't have to grow it much bigger. Which one's right? It, it, it depends. Their risk by staying small can be minimized because they control it. But they can also minimize risk by going with a private equity partner in case the COVID comes again. You know, it's been it was scary for everybody. People that got through COVID probably say, I don't want to have to go through that again. So it's 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 different yeah. for everyone. You just gotta you just gotta look at it. Mm -hmm. Um so you you sort of hinted at a lot of the pros and cons. Is there any kind of is there any more pros and cons to this that you'd wanna make kind of like the balance sheet of what's what's good about this, what's the drawback uh, to private? Um, what 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 the pros to me, and specifically in oral surgery, one of the biggest pros is the oral surgeons and the specialists need to band together. You know, and I, I think it's important 
because we like the camaraderie. We like to have broad scope. Um, but there's a lot of pros. Money can certainly and income can be a big pro because if you if you calculate out staying private for the next 10 or 15 years and, and take your after tax dollars and total that up and then divide it by the number of years, you can do the same thing by going private equity and look at your after tax dollars and you're going to get a lot of tax advantages because you're going to be that's going to be at capital gains tax rate instead of ordinary income. So if you compare your after tax income staying private compared to private equity, you're going to make far more money with a private equity company as long as everything works out. And that's that's why you got to choose your your, your partner. Um, and then if you, it depends on how much money you want to roll forward. Be like if you're going to um, say if it was 1995 and you had $1,000 you could invest, you could throw it in Amazon or you could throw it in Duke Energy. Duke Energy is probably a really safe bet. You know you're going to make money off that. Amazon probably wasn't a good bet necessarily. But if you had, you would have made a lot of money, especially if you didn't take it out. You just let it roll the entire time. So it depends on if whether people keep the money in or they take it out. And timing is always important because it's essentially a stock, a private stock yeah. that you buy. Do, are most of the, when, when, um, you know, a practice owner gets the deals that they get. Is it is it usually there's a lot of optionality in how much money you want to take off the table today, and then how much you want to keep in uh, as sort of an investment? Is that is that do they have a lot of options there, or what does that usually look like for a practice owner um, when they engage with private equity? They, they they have some options. You know, we we yeah. we, we like we definitely want people to roll in if say if you're 65 and you're looking to partner. You know, they, they say the only money guaranteed is, is, is the money on the table, which, which is true. But if you get someone like us, we're, we're on a really good path. Um, we feel like we're going to recap soon. So we think that every day that goes by, the more we grow, the, the, the lower that risk is. Um, so, you know, it, it, it just all yeah depends. When, when people are uh, um, concerned about, I guess. Do you think the biggest fear, if you're, for practice owners, is the risk of the investment, or is it usually more like lifestyle, or more like losing control? What do you think people are most afraid of? You know, a lot of people just don't like change, but I, yeah, I think most people are afraid of losing control. And, and that's one thing we we absolutely don't do. We we only want to come in and support practices. We don't. We don't get in the business of dictating care. We only want to make sure we we can support it to, to bring about better care. Now we're not we're not clinicians. We're we're here to help. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I would have I probably would have guessed the same uh you know the same thing there. What was the awesome. question you asked before? Because I don't know if I, I answered it completely. Uh, no, I think you did. Just, uh, just okay. basically, like there is an option of you know you can either let roll yeah. roll some of your money on the table into the yeah, organization's yeah. So investment. 60, yeah. If you're 65, people want to roll less. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. They, they have the money. They hit retirement. They say I'm good regardless of what happens. If you're younger, you probably want to roll more. Tell people if you don't want to roll as much as you possibly can when you're young, then you need to rethink it. It's kind of like getting a prenup. 
Um, Cause that's where the real money's made is when you roll it forward. Cause you're getting a 30 yeah. to 50% return year after year. And you're getting that at preferred tax tax uh, right. rate. What's the so, usual, is there a, is there a normal kind of uh, timeline? I mean, obviously it varies, but you know, uh, a new platform is put together and, you know, uh, initial practices come in and then some of the practice owner, former practice owners are, you know, keeping some money in as an investment. What's your typical time frame of when they would, um, you know, w when the, when the platform's bought and there's like a big liquidity event or something, is there kind of a norm there? Um, yeah. Well, that, that, that audio book I told you about explains it. Yeah. People get, there's a fund of money, and they typically the the lifespan is ten years. Okay. So a private equity company will get this money. Um, they'll they may spend a couple of years looking for the right industry, the right partner. Once they do, then they will try and give it maybe a five to seven year lifespan, because then then they need to return that money. And the ten year funds typically will have extensions where they can extend it another year or two. But I you know I, I would think most pro formas you look at are going to be on a five year basis. Got it. And then, and then it did. If you're coming on to a platform, you want to look and see what stage they're at. Are they halfway through it? Eighty percent through it? They just started. You know, that's a that's an important question too. Yeah, it's uh, and it's still always risky. But it it I and I don't know this. It's just kind of my gut feel of just some of the ones I've seen in different specialties. It seems like most of them turn out to do pretty well. Like it's not very common that a platform would just tank. Um, is that a fair statement? It is. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at it, you, you got a lot of smart people who, who've been in investment banking for a long time. Right. Um, you, as you get more players in the field, though, you you, you may have some that fail. Uh, when I first started, I knew the practice and went with the first platform in Austin, Texas, back in 2017. When I went to a meeting, um, I think it was last last year in Charleston, there were about three other competitors there with us. This this last year, there's seven. That's just wow. an oral surgery, and they're starting them almost almost every day. So with interest rates going up and people just starting platforms, I do think some people could could get in trouble, you know, because their the interest rates are, are high, multiples are up. Um, again, that's why you want to pick the right partner, ask the right questions. Yeah. You, you keep mentioning this, pick the right partner. Obviously, that's super important. So how do they know who is the right partner? Um, how do you know who, who the right partner in life is? You, 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 I tell you just people, feel it, Danny. You know, you know if they're the one. Well, you know, emotion <laughs> is part of it. And, and they do play on that because some people will yeah. push people. You got to make a decision. You know, capital gains rates are, are about to change. Biden's coming in office. They're going to go up. You got to go, go, go. Someone told me a long time ago, there's always good deals to be had. So you never really want to rush it. And as far as, but when you know, there's no reason in delaying it either. You might as well go yeah. forward because you, you're just, you're just giving money away at that point. I think the right partners, it, it depends on who you are and what you want out of it. You know, the, the people have different focuses, you know, uh, it goes back to, I think there's, a, there's money focus and a quality of life focus and, and, and both of them should deliver some on both of those. But you want to say if you're a surgeon and your biggest fear is that you don't want to give up clinical quality or say you want to do broad scope, you know, that's where we think flagship is a lot different. 
No, we don't think we know we're, we're a lot different. We do broad scope oral surgery and some people that want to do broad scope oral surgery may get with another platform and they say, you know what? All we want to do is teeth and titanium. We don't want to do orthognathic. We don't do, yeah. we don't want to do total joint replacements. So they force them to, to do something maybe they don't want to do, or they for, force them to use supplies. Maybe they don't want to use, which we, we don't do that. We let the doctors deliver the care uh, as they see fit and we we support them in the supplies that they they need to use what what about the uh like the ehr uh is it you know do you think all the platforms as they bring on practices are always going to try to uh streamline that into one uh you know system i mean there's a lot of advantages to that yeah. is that is that realistic um well you'd be surprised you know when we when we first started looking at this, we had, I think about 80 companies request our information, which was, which was shocking that there's that many people wanting to, to look at us, but That's awesome. we whittled it down to about eight. And um, some platforms, they have no interest in consolidating services um, like EMRs and stuff like that. But we believe that we need to have consolidated structure. We need to have someone on our practices all on the same um, services like like line we we want all of our practices to be online so the office managers can be trained on how to use it and and it's a it's a never-ending process because it's it's a tool right it, it's a really valuable tool if you use it it's an expensive tool if you don't use it so we want to be able to build training within the organization and if everyone's using a different software it's hard to get good trainers Right. Where if everyone's using the same software, we can get good trainers and we can have people that are more competent, more proficient. We just have to, when we switch people, we have to time it right and we have to make sure we're not disruptive to them delivering care. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's always wary of changing their main systems, but I mean, if you're if you're going to get into one of these play, there's so many advantages for you, the practice as well, because uh, the support that you're going to get from the, the folks that can help you, it's much easier, right? If everyone's got the same stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. And, and, and we bring in a support team. We'll bring in trainers. We'll, yeah. we'll prep everyone good. We put them through training. And, and it's I'm not saying it's it's a walk in the park, but it's after a week or two, you're, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. And then you can get better, you know, KPIs and, and, and data out of it because we, we do want to have data to help answer the questions and drive better patient care. I've noticed a lot of the platforms will have really awesome swag, like quarter zips with their logos. I think you're wearing one. Is that a required element of the uh, transaction? Because <laughs> if so, we, I want to get involved we, with this. <laughs> you know, the, the, these things just start showing up on my desk when <laughs> I the form. So, Peter um, Millar is making a, just an unbelievable amount of money on private equity uh, swag right now. You know what? Um, it's off the subject. My wife went to school with, uh, I think his name's Tom Knott, who started uh, Peter East, Millar. East Carolina, right? East Carolina, yeah. yeah. She's in classes with him. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. They, uh, I think I told you they oh, used to be below our office, but they moved out. So I, I should have made better friends there. <laughs> you know what? Someone's got to train them to make, to, to be able to make better relationships, right? That's right. That's right, Ken. <laughs> I need some. What else, what else do we want to dive into here, Ken? Um, I guess we'll do one more question just because we try to keep these kind of short, but are there any <laughs> land, any landmines or giant mistakes that you see repeated over and over again? Anything that 
really need to Ooh, warn people um, about? And when in, in just in general or um, are, related, related to assessing if if a you know if you're the practice that may or may not want to get involved with uh, a PE backed group. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if there's really landmines, but I think if you are going to look at it, um, you you want to be open and and share the information and and really walk through and and give give people the, the the time like we want the doctors to walk us through their information because we want to make sure we we understand what we're partnering with and we want to make sure we give them all their value you know and, and sometimes if said they are running a perk through the practice and, and and we're not aware of it then um you know we, we can't give them the value or um you know we, we partner and then you know six months down the road we find out they give you know yearly bonuses and we weren't aware of it which you know we, we don't want any surprises like that so no big landmines yeah. it's just a big decision i think the biggest thing that i've, that I've taken away ken is just the education you know if you if you haven't taken the time to understand what this what this is all about and then you're having conversations with um you know a platform about partnering and you have no clue what's going on. Like you're just, that, that's going to be, you could, you could make a poor decision because you don't understand what mm -hmm. everybody's talking about. So I think yeah. again, to Danny's point, regardless of if you end up doing it, this is, this is happening right now. And you're just, you're just going to be way behind uh, if you don't learn about it. I think if there's a landmine, maybe maybe rushing things. Again, you don't you don't want to drag on too long. And I, there, there's a couple of doctors I've been working with, and, and they drag it on for a year or or, or more. They want to do it, but they just can't quite make the decision. On the other hand, you, you don't want to rush and um, and not look into it as much as you may need to to make sure they're going. You know, the platform you choose is going to deliver on what you want and what you need and what you think you're getting. Yeah, that's why I, I tell people I, I approach when I talk to people just like a doctor is talking to a patient. They present treatment options, and that's how I try to approach it is I want to educate them. I want to educate them on everything that I can as far as what their options are going to be. And the experience I have since I started in 99, I've probably worked with over 100 residents running through the practice. I've worked with over 20 fellows. So I want to talk to them about their options. And then at that point, I don't care what they decide. What's frustrating is when people make a decision without having the information. Mm -hmm. So if, and, and, and I don't pressure people. I let them go at, at their pace. You know, everyone's a little bit different. If they want to fast track it, we'll fast track it. If they want to listen to it and they want to, let it soak in. I'm ready to, um, happy to let it soak in. They want to bring their spouse. I love to have spouses join us because then they can talk about it because it's a joint decision. I think that's really smart. That last part, especially that you said, I mean, it, it's a, it is a big decision. Um, and so I, I, I think that, and that's all, I think that's also good for the platform too. If you're, you learn a lot about the person that you're partnering with, if you meet other people in their family. Yeah. That's cool. Great. This has been great, Danny. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good. Would you like to tell people where they can find you or find flagship? Yeah. Um, my email is 
Dketola. That's uh, D K E T O L A at flagshipsp.com. Or you can Google me, and um, I'm sure there's a way you could you could find me through LinkedIn or something like that. But anyone who wants to get educated on the process, happy to talk to you. Um, would would love to come see you or, or jump on a phone call. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks a lot, Danny. Uh, Charlie, any final thoughts? No, that was that was great. I think it's just such a timely uh, conversation, and um, you know, peop, get educated, everybody. Learn about this stuff. Uh, whether you call get at, get at Danny or or the book. What was the name of that book that you mentioned again? The Private Equity uh, Playbook. Private Equity Playbook. That's right. Yep. That's right. I recommend uh, listening to that because I sure I'm, I'm sure going to do it. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty, Thanks for Danny. being on, Danny. Enjoyed it. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. You too.